Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 6.30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30, Chad. Straight foot to town for California, California. Six oh six in Edmonton. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Of course, you can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort and Casino, Excitement Benedict. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, same number, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter. You can reach me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott, who's back at the 630 Ched Studios, is at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. And the show Twitter account is at uh, Oilers Now. Do you want to mention to you, guests on Oilers now receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Don on the staff at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today. Uh, we do uh, the text of the week draw as well, courtesy of Great White Car Wash, my favorite car wash, where winners receive three months of washes. You can reach Great White Car Wash 100 04 169th Street. Stay tuned for the weekly winner every Friday. Oilers and LA Kings. Derek, has the package arrived or are you still negotiating contact? We're still looking. We're still looking. All right. Well, we're working on it. We are going to tell you at some point in the next half hour, hopefully on the show, we'll hear from Jared Stoll, who uh, works on the LA Kings broadcasts and on their development side. Um, we also uh, are going to have Keith Gretzky on uh, with an update, uh, our farm report for uh, Wave bathroom renovations. While we have a moment right now, we're going to make Brendan Escott work on the fly if he's in studio. Is he there with you, Derek? Is he good to go? This is called live radio at its yeah, finest. Yeah, I'm here. So. What's up? <laughs> Let's do the Oilers Now prospect report for Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace. Reface. Where do you want to go to? <laughs> I don't have anything in front of me to rattle this off. Um, What did you think of Canada, the World Junior Game today? How's that? How are you? We got Reed Wilkins here as well. Hey, Bob, how's it going? Good, what's going on, I'm also here. Um, Did you get to watch Canada, You want to do a little pinch hitting for the next six or seven minutes? I'll do whatever you want. What's going on? Well, we're just talking prospect. You know what? We're going to talk a different prospect report. I want to get your guys' thoughts here. Olivier Rodrigue. Does there is it incumbent upon the organization before they make a potential trade for a goaltender to know what they have with Olivier Rodrigue, or is that foolhardy? No, what I do think, you think? I think, uh, and Rob and I talked about this last night, and I know you and I have touched on it, and I guess I'm kind of changing my tune here because a month ago I was saying, don't worry, everybody, Jack Campbell will get another look in the NHL, 
and now we don't know if that's going to happen. I, I think give Rodrigue a game. I don't think call him up and with the thought of, okay, here's the guy. But I, I think, Bob, you have to reward players and it's not just about rewarding the player it's about sending the message through the entire organization that if you perform if you do what you are asked to do and excel at it then you should get a chance to do more now and if then if that doesn't work out then okay you go back to where you were and you keep working at it but Rodrigue has been not just a competent AHL goaltender lately he's been a very good or even excellent one so I think you have to promote it and, and to be fair promote him and I think to be fair the Oilers have done that you know I mean Vinny DeHarnay worked his way up I know Yamamoto is no longer with the team but he was a mid-season call-up who then uh and and let's face it when Yamamoto first came up he was part of uh, probably one of the top three lines the Oilers have had since McDavid and Dreisaitl yes. uh, joined the NHL. The other two probably being Dreisaitl, Maroon, and McDavid, and then this year Hyman, uh, Nugent Hopkins, and McDavid. So I think now points are at a premium, so <laughs> I think you have to put him in an NHL game where he's going to have an opportunity to succeed and, and maybe not uh, a game in which maybe the Oilers are, are coming off a couple losses or something like that. But I think you have to, just looking at the individual standpoint, I think you have to reward the young man for putting the work in and then performing. I have the game for you. Uh-oh. Ottawa. The game for you against Ottawa, and I'll tell you why. Because it would allow him to have a couple practice days with the team. Um, the Oilers are going to play Philadelphia on Tuesday, practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So let's say you make the move on the Wednesday. He could be here in time to practice Thursday and Friday. And he's played in the building before at Rogers Place. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And the other thing that I think would happen is the team would get picked up. He would get picked up if he gives up one early. The fans, because they're excited, because this is an Oilers draft and develop prospect, I think they'd be there to support him as well. What do you think, Brendan? Yeah, I think there's there's some logic to that. It's certainly a lot sooner than uh, than I would be comfortable with, but he he just keeps turning in these performances where he's allowing a goal or two on 35 plus shots kind of a thing. He's showing something and we've seen Stuart Skinner developed in the same program so there's maybe some merit to this and again it would prolong having to make a move for a goaltender in a market that as Elliot Friedman told us earlier in the week, the sellers the, the, the teams that have the goaltenders, of which there are very few, they hold all the power right now, and they are trying to extort everything that they can out of it. 
Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one, right? Like I'm just I'm I'm going to be. I think there's a possibility Rodri gets both starts this weekend for Bakersfield after doing the same thing, which means that he would get six consecutive starts. Because I'm not 100 percent sure, and we're probably going to have a better idea here by 6:35 when we have Keith Gretzky on. Uh, I think it's almost certain that Rodriguez starts tonight, and I don't know if Jack Campbell's even. I mean, I think he could back up. I don't know if he's ready to start right now. So it puts the Oilers in a situation. Now I had somebody asked me last night, do you think Kelvin Pickard would get claimed on waivers? I don't think Pickard would, because the Oilers would have to of course, Rodrigue this season does not require waivers, and that might be another reason why I want to look at him this year is because you can bring him up and down if need be for a couple games, and he does not require waivers at this time. So, I mean, that's my rationale and my line of thinking as well. So we should uh, see it from there. Reed, since we still have you there, yeah, and, and he I is still playing think tonight, Bob. Fi- he is playing tonight. He is the Condors f- put the line about, it. Yeah, about an hour ago, I think. Yeah. And he's, he is, yeah, so he's, this is one of the challenges of doing the uh, show over the reported app on your phone read on the road. So uh, away you go there. So again, we're, I don't know if we're going to be able to uh, hook up here if Jared Stoller may have been a miscommunication there, but it's, it's, it's pretty interesting for Edmonton. So Reed, I think the Oilers, it's not at a realm of possibility. Edmonton finishes in the top 10 in the standings in the league. Uh, and we could see four of the top eight teams being in the Pacific Division. And remember, I'm the one that doubled down last year at 21, 18, and 3. I actually think the Oilers have an easier schedule this year in the final 50 or so games than they did in the final 40 games last year. And I'm also of the belief that the Oilers are going to be adding. Uh, and they're going to have... I'm concerned about the depth matchup at forward tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. But I think the Oilers within the next month and a half to two months are going to add Holloway plus two more forwards. I'd like to know what you think in terms of, you know, is this a team we've heard from Brendan? He's, he thinks it might be a bit of a reach, but do you think Edmonton could get into the top 10 by the end of the year? I think that'd be really tough, Bob. I, I mean, look, they're still 25th, and I know their their pace lately has been pretty good, but I I, I just feel from following the league and covering the league you know as long as i have it just takes so long to pass teams with the overtime losses and streaks and if you have a couple days off you lose ground on nights you're not playing so i think to get in the top 10 in the overall standings will be tough i do think getting to 99 points is realistic because that you know if they can play about 660 hockey they would get to 97 to 100 but I think historically, even a 100-point season, uh, you're usually not in the top 10 in the overall standing. So I, I th- if they make did it, they'd be incredible because they the they're probably playing 700 they, hockey. Well, they've been playing 700 hockey for the last 20 games. Did I, I you know. Think I'm just that saying that's get, hard to do over the, over yeah, for a long is. time. Did you think they get the 50 wins when they were at 21 wins last year? No, I didn't. So you do. You got See, me I, there. I wasn't as optimistic I, I think, as you. It's not, and, and some might say it's fault, you know, it's stuff, if you work for the Oilers, blah, blah. Part of it's just look at the schedule. Like 20 of the first 31 games were against the 15 best teams in the NHL. And nobody thought Vancouver was going to be quite this good. And the Oilers made them look really good in a couple of games. But conversely, in 31 of their final 51 games are against teams in the bottom half of the standings. Like they've got, 
you know, and they're playing much better hockey than they were earlier in the year. So that's kind of where I'm. But it's it doesn't mean I mean I you know, and there's one factor, knock on wood, but injuries. Yeah, I mean that's the, the, the that's the biggest one is do they avoid an injury? To, and it would not surprise me if one of their big done. I mean, I, I think both of them one time or another have been dealing with some injuries. What do you got tonight on Inside Sports after Oilers now, Reed? Uh, just quickly, Bob. Last year, twelve teams had one hundred points or more. So, if the Oilers got to a hundred points, which would mean they played pretty well the rest of the way. Yeah, you would that be in the top ten? I don't know, but again, your argument: five or six more extra points than they probably would. Uh, Brent Griffiths is on tonight from Sweden. I actually he, uh, did you? You must have taped. We it. taped it at Four Mountain, which was midnight in Sweden. <laughs> so that's uh, yeah. He had, had a really good time at the at the game and the atmosphere of Sweden and Canada. So we'll talk about that. We'll have some of the uh, latest practice audio. And can I ask you a question right now to tee up something I'm going to ask the listeners on my show? Sure. Who is the Oilers' chief rival right now? Is it the team they're facing tomorrow? Is it Vegas because that's who they lost to? Are some people still going to cling and say it's Calgary just because of the provincial thing? I can tell you that people in Vegas don't like the Oilers. And people in L.A. don't like the Oilers. And people in Vancouver don't like the Oilers. And people in Calgary don't like the Oilers. Like, if you ask those four markets, they might all say Edmonton's a team that, you know. Vegas, it's a healthy, you know, it used to be for L.A., it was Anaheim and San Jose. But the Oilers knocking them out, like, in the organization, there is no question. They've completely changed their penalty killing based on the Oilers. Um... You know, some of the nastiest games have been against L.A., but I think right now, after what happened last year, it's going to be Vegas for me. That's I'd have to, I'd have to say Vegas at this time. Okay. One vote for Vegas. Doesn't mean we'll I'm see right. what comes in tonight. 618 in Edmonton. Thanks, Reid. We're going to take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 622 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, looks like we struck out today of Jared Stoll. Jared was going to be our Throwback Friday feature for Conlon Motorsports. They'll help you get out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. And... Uh, I do want to mention the management staff of Brent Ridge Ford would like to thank all of their loyal customers for their business in 2023. The year has certainly had some challenges, but the one constant's been the great customers that Brent Ridge Ford has the privilege of serving. Best wishes to everybody in 2024 from Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. Derek, you had a question for me? I did, yeah. So I was watching the game the other night and I was noticing everybody hauling in bags, yourself included. I was wondering what that was about and why you did that. Uh, because what ha- well, first of all, when you travel with a team and everybody needs to pitch in, everybody needs to pitch in. And I will tell you that it worked out that uh, the uh, oil we flew in from San Jose and the equipment truck was behind the two buses and the players were getting changed. So everybody it was all hands on deck and everybody chipped in and helped out. It was really cool to see that. About my little. What's that? I said it was really cool to see that. And then you were on there hauling bags, too. That was cool. Well, everybody's been. Yeah. Everybody's got to be a bag hauler. And that, that, that's what good teams do. I mean, that's, that comes with the territory. It was a good look. I loved it. When I did it. the Alberta Golden Bears. What's that you're saying? No, I said it was good luck. I loved it. It was really cool to see the team yeah. do that. 
When I when I did the Golden Bears, uh, I can tell you it didn't matter if we came back from Calgary or Saskatoon or Lethbridge uh, on any of the bus trips. Um, every everybody chipped in. Didn't matter if you were first year guy, fifth year guy. Comes with the territory. You help. That's kind of part of being a team. So that, that comes with the territory. But it's a good question. Uh, it's. I thought you were going to ask me about. Uh, I guess they finally put the video out from when we were in Seattle on the drop. Um, one of the fellows, uh, Mojo, who's a great guy, it's Ryan, he's on the Oilers uh, web team, and he's basically the lead uh, camera guy. Um, we had a little conversation. He said the guys could use some levity right now. So I went and rented skates and then went on the ice. And I can tell you, it sucks when you rent skates. Like, if you're used to your own skates, it's okay. And I only skate like a couple times a year, usually at Christmas. And I did over the break. I... Uh, I made it to a south uh, side out ODR, as the, as the boys say these days, kids say, cool kids say. Uh, but I went out on the ice in Seattle. There had to have been at one point 200 people on the ice. And this younger uh, lady was uh, doing like an axle or something, and I had my head down. I was looking at my phone with my Red Bull in my other hand, and I almost ran into her, and the last second I bailed out, so I didn't end up colliding into her because that would have been absolutely brutal tragedy. Brendan Escott, did you make your way out to the ODR over the Christmas break? Uh, no, I have not strapped the blades on probably since last last year at some point uh, out in Jasper. I definitely got them on, but not for very long. My feet at this point don't do well in the skates. But uh, yeah, I, I did uh, see, I saw the drop, Bob, and was uh, quite pleasantly surprised to see you at the center of it all for the first three and a half minutes or so. I have not seen the drop. I've only seen a clip that somebody sent me. Uh, you know, the team was 2-9-1 and one going into that game, and believe me, the PR staff was like, we thought about adding it in the game notes. You know, have <laughs> when they started winning some games after. Sometimes you just need a little bit. You know, if you can't laugh at yourself, that's why you don't get that upset over little things like a guest occasionally missing a show. I mean, I do a weekly show in Regina, as you know. And sometimes we've had a malfunction at the junction over the years. Um, heck, sometimes even on my own show, we've missed a little bit of a window or even mysteries show. So those sort of things happen. Keith Kretzky is coming down the pipe here. At, uh, we're going to hear from Keith at about 6.35 and do a full farm report for Wave Bathroom Renovations. The Oilers and the LA Kings. Brendan, one thing that I'm going to be watching tomorrow, the Kings last year were 25th in the regular season in penalty killing. They are first in penalty killing right now. They have changed how they kill. And they play basically what's known as three up and one down. And the three up, the theory is you take away the flanks. You take away Nugent Hopkins and McDavid attacking off the flanks to Lynette with speed. And it's going to force the Oilers to have, and we'll know early in tomorrow night's game. If, now they only had 17 seconds of play, uh, power play time last night. They didn't need it against San Jose. But Bouchard has to be willing to shoot the puck right away. And then they're going to have to beat. There's two ways you beat that three up and one down peak. And a lot of teams are using it against Edmonton this year. And a, a couple different ways. Bouchard has to be willing to shoot early and create collateral damage, which is either a broken stick or it's a guy in the foot. That's number one. And number two 
is you've got to outman them uh, down low on rebounds. If they're going to play the three up, that means they've only got one down. You should be able to outman them. And it's funny, you take a look at last year's playoff series against L.A., which Edmonton won in six games, and the Oilers killed the Kings on the power play. Like Connor McDavid in that series had 10 points and was a minus player. Leon Dreisaitl had seven goals, 11 points. He went plus four. So think about it. McDavid, 10 points in the six games, minus one. The year before, when LA, LA extended Edmonton to seven games, Connor McDavid had 14 points and was plus 10. That's right. McDavid was plus 10 in the seven games. The Oilers won the season, this series against L.A. even strength. Now, L.A. didn't have Drew Doughty, and they didn't have Victor Arvidsson. They've got a much deeper team now than they had a couple of, And I'd argue right now Edmonton is not as deep as they were in the playoffs. This is going to be a really intriguing matchup. And a lot of what the Kings have tried to do by picking up Dubois is you know is adding a, a third centerman is is to beat Edmonton further down the lineup and do a better job in the PK. We'll see how that all comes to fruition. It is 6:28 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Keith Gretzky when we return in Oilers now.